In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In this Gospel on the first Sunday of Lent, our Lord is tempted in three temptations. A temptation according to the flesh for his food, for stomach, a temptation of pride, and a temptation to do with possessions. He fasted for 40 days and is consumed by hunger, so the devil tempts him with bread. The devil tempts him to rely on a special intervention of God to save him if he were to cast himself from the top of the temple. An example, perhaps, if he were to have done that of pride in his special position. And finally, the devil tempts him with all the riches and kingdoms of the world. We might not dramatically hear the voice of the devil suggesting these things to us, but these same basic three temptations plague us all throughout our spiritual lives, for beginners and converts and for the saints. None of us is immune from temptation. The desires of the flesh, of food, of impurity, the assumption that we're special in pride and the desire to acquire more and more in avarice is something common to all of us after the fall. For those more advanced in the spiritual life, these temptations are spiritualized. The evil one makes them more subtle. The flesh demands consolations in prayer. Pride compares ourselves to others in the spiritual life better than they are, or I don't commit those sins that they do. Avarice wants more and more special experiences, special devotions or pilgrimages or fancy rosaries. We're all subject to these three basic temptations. Jesus is only tempted externally. The devil suggests these Things, these sins to Jesus externally, but they find no echo within him. We, however, are different. When we encounter a temptation, even if it doesn't originate from ourselves, it finds an echo in our hearts. Even if we don't give in to the temptation, say to gluttony, there's a part within us that wants that extra cake or that extra piece of chocolate. Original sin has created a disorder in our souls, which is not in the souls of Jesus and Mary, which means that we tend towards those things which are sinful. The external temptation finds something within us that's sort of in agreement with it. And when we kind of follow that agreement, we can sometimes call it taking delight in that temptation or delectation. Jesus had no delight in the temptations the devil offered him in the wilderness. With our Lord, they found no echo in his perfectly pure soul. They were completely external. But for us, we find it hard to resist these temptations because somehow there's something within us that wants to go along with them. 
Each of these three temptations is combated by one of the three acts of Lent, prayer, fasting and almsgiving. Lent is a time of spiritual combat, a time to combat, to fight those things which lead us away from God. The triple concupiscence, we call it, these three temptations, flesh, pride, avarice. So let's pause for a moment and see how each of the works of Lent helps us combat one of these temptations. Firstly, prayer. By prayer, we proclaim our reliance on God. To pray means to be humble because it shows we can't do it all by ourselves. We have to ask for help. The more we give ourselves to prayer, the more we become aware of the greatness of God and the littleness of ourselves in comparison. Prayer leads us to an intimacy with God, which shows how inadequate our response is. It shows us how much he asks and how little we are able to give in return. For example, Our distractions in prayer remind us continuously of our littleness. So to give ourselves seriously to prayer this Lent helps us combat pride because it makes us rely on God, keeps us humble. Fasting. This teaches us that there are more important things in life than our bellies and our bodies. We voluntarily give up things which are good in themselves, for example, food, which we need to live, in order to train our bodies to focus on those things which are more important, the spiritual. The antidote to gluttony is to have a little mortification each day in food, even something very little not taking salt with a particular meal, or having half of that when I want a full one. Impurity, too, is increased by overeating, and fasting helps us fight this temptation. So the temptations of the flesh are helped to be overcome by fasting. And thirdly, almsgiving. When we own something, when we have something, our fallen human nature wants to possess more and more of the same. We're never satisfied, are we, with what we have? It's never enough. Even if we've sort of controlled this some way, we want what we do have to retain its value. We're still very much attached to it. Giving alms, giving charity, giving to charity, teaches us the relative value of what we possess. God has given us our possessions to do good, not simply to hoard. To give freely to those in need trains our wills not to hold with a too strong attachment to our material possessions. So prayer combats pride. Fasting combats the temptations of the flesh, and almsgiving combats avarice. 
We all need to practice these three things to combat temptation. The question is today, how are you practically going to pray, fast and give alms this Lent? The three evangelical councils provide a stable combat against these temptations when religious men and women take them as vows. These three things which the Lord has advised for all of us to undertake, obedience, chastity and poverty, according to our own state of life, when vowed by religious monks or nuns or friars in solemn vows, mean their whole lives are ordered to combating these temptations. Obedience overcomes pride. Chastity combats the flesh and poverty combats avarice. So that the whole life of the religious becomes, as it were, an extended Lent, a spiritual combat to conquer the enemies of the soul and enter the joy of the Lord in the eternal Easter of heaven. This is why we call the religious life the life of perfection, because it stably creates a condition in our lives to seek holiness. So we can look to the example of those men and women who have vowed their whole lives to combat this triple temptation as an inspiration to us this Lent. The Lord uses the words of Scripture to combat the evil one, to combat these temptations he's presented with in the devil. We know that in the Scriptures and in the teaching of the Church is given to us everything we need to conquer the temptations we encounter in life. God does not allow us to be tempted beyond our means. And these means are provided to us by the teaching of the church and the example of the saints. So as we begin this season of Lent, let's focus our minds. In what ways am I tempted? And how, practically, starting this week, can I engage with these works of Lent, prayer, fasting and almsgiving, to combat temptation in my life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.